I'm Emma G. Rose. I'm Shell Shearer. We're indie authors. And this is Indie Book Talk. Hello and welcome back to Indie Book Talk. We have a very, I mean, a history-making guest, I think it's fair to say, with us today. Owen Keenan is the co-founder of The Legacy Project, which we'll talk about. He's also recently authored a book, LGBTQ Plus Icons, with David Sisko doing the visuals for that book. And we are just super excited. I'm super excited to have you on the show. Owen, thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having me. I'm really excited to be here. So the the first question that I just want to to cover for those who don't know, can you tell us a little bit about the Legacy Project? Uh, sure. We're a LGBTQ history and education organization. Basically, what we're doing is reclaiming LGBTQ history that's been redacted from history or just not been celebrated. So what we're doing is bringing that to light and celebrating it. We've had 50 bronze plaques on the pylons of North Halstead Street in Chicago, and each of those commemorate an LGBTQ person from history. So the, And the Legacy Project next month celebrates 10 years. That's amazing. So yeah. when I said history-making, what I meant was history recovering. Yeah, that's a yeah, that's a nice way. It's it feels a lot like like archaeology in a way. Yeah. Cuz you're sort of uncovering a history as much as So can you give like an example? Well, I mean, just throughout history, so many times the church or academia or the government or families if someone is has been LGBTQ, will just sort of take that out of the whole equation. You know what I mean? Right. That's been going on forever. You can go back to uh, Michelangelo, who was, you know, just in love with his art. Really doesn't seem that way. You know, things like that, where it's just mm-hmm. been, it's just not been presented. All it's really doing is putting a different filter on history and sort of celebrating that part of it and allowing LGBTQ stories to be part of the bigger story. That's all this is, really. Mm -hmm. Now, is the LGBTQ plus icons book part of that legacy project, or is this a separate project? It's a separate project, but of course it's got like a serpentine connection. I worked at Unabridged Bookstore here in Chicago, Yay, independent bookstores for Yay. a long time. It's <laughs> local bookstore. And David came in, and we had been talking for a long time, and I'd been an admirer of David's art. And I had been working for the Legacy Project, where basically I would do these 325 to 350-word bios of people. And we were talking about like doing a book like that or something like that. And then it had to have been, I swear, the next weekend, David went to uh, Saugatuck, Michigan, and ran into someone who wanted to do a history exhibit 
at the museum there and wanted 26 portraits of LGBTQ people in history. So what happened was then I did the little bios to go along with them because we'd just been talking about this. And David had already been working a bit with Trope Publishing, the publisher, Mm -hmm. uh, doing a book on science, you know, uh, the same sort of book, except with young scientists. And when they saw that at Trope, this display, they said, you know, that needs to be a book. So it was full speed ahead. And the book sort of came out of all that connection. Nice. Yeah, it's kind of connected with the Legacy Project because now David is doing portraits for the Legacy Project too. So it's Ah. very kind of, well, part of Legacy Project is working with an education initiative to try to get lesson plans for schools together. And so to try to make the lesson plans more engaging David works with his art to, you know, make the the images friendly and fun. Are you getting good response from the the school systems and, it hasn't and changing the? Yet. It's all happening. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Well, fingers crossed. You get a good response that people will take yeah. that on. <laughs> I'm not taking that. I'm, you know, not a lesson plan writer or anything like that. But yeah, it's it's very exciting because that's what this whole component came out of. It came out of like. Truthfully, as someone who grew up in the 60s, don't say gay is nothing new. It's like what I grew up with. It's like just when you're told a story, imagine how you would feel if you were just like not mentioned in the story. Like it's it's really dehumanizing in a way. So one of the things, and especially that was compensated with AIDS, the AIDS years as well, because you would, I would just see so much history kind of gone. And so that sort of the importance of celebrating our history sort of never became more important. And that's another thing I love about this book is David's images so capture the celebratory nature of what, what this is all about. I mean, when people tell me that, you know, history is dry and boring. I'm always like, you've got to be studying the wrong kind of history (laughs) because you can find a topic. If you find the right topic that interests you, it's not. It's time travel. It's like a doorway into a whole different world. You know? I want to see one of these pictures. (laughs) Oh, the David pictures? Yeah. Oh, there we go. Ah, nice. I'm sorry. I'm always so confused. I hold it up to your picture up there. Can you? No, it's perfect. Am I showing? Oh, I love that. So, those are so charming. (laughs) Frida Kahlo, and then there's some of the images on the back. Those are so cool. They're beautiful. They're beautiful. One of the things that David was so excited about with working with Trope is the how vibrant the colors were, how much attention was paid to that. Because like with having, like for example, a red cover, it was very much like a, it's a perfect red, but red can go off very easily, you know? Yeah, and printing is, getting printing right yes. takes a mm-hmm. lot. As we, especially small press and indie authors know that, you're, you can really be let down by, by printing oh, and yes. variation it can, that can seem really small suddenly becomes very big when it's printed across an entire book and you're holding it sure. in your hand. 
Oh, sure. And part of it is, too, is, I mean, I can imagine that would only be heightened if you were an artist, you know, and it'd have your art. Yes. Not, and, but especially because his art is so based on color that that was especially important. Yeah. But we are. I would have loved to see it in person, the the display at the museum in person. That would have been really cool. I wish I had. It's still there. No, it's still there. Is it? Okay. Okay. It's we're we're going to get tickets. You've been held over. <laughs> Yes. We're going to have to fly out there. Road trip. Field trip. <laughs> Where are you? Where are I'm you? I'm in Maine. And <laughs> I'm in Virginia. Shelly is in Virginia. <laughs> what? <laughs> so it would be a bit of a haul, but I think we can make it work. <laughs> you know. So is the book just those first initial portraits that were from the display or were no. more added for the book? This was This is 50 altogether. And we wanted to choose a very diverse representation of, we just wanted everyone represented, you know, all, mm-hmm. all sorts of diversity. But then also we wanted, since these were all people in the arts, I was really concerned that there would be artistic balance too, so that we have as many dance, mm-hmm. you know, I have a lot of dancers and visual artists and fashion designers and basically like that every sort of art would be represented. Mm -hmm. So if someone is looking at this book saying, you know, I want to learn more about, I'm studying to be a dancer and, you know, this person could be someone I'd want to study. So there's, there's someone hopefully that resonates with everyone. Now, who's the one that really resonated with you? when you were writing it, is there one or two that you said, Oh, this one, I'm really excited to write this one. You know, I've done a lot of them for legacy project and I'm really excited to do all of them. (laughs) I really am. These bios are 225 to 275 words. So what you're trying to do is tell the person's story and do it in a like compelling narrative. So it's, mm-hmm. I really mean that when I say it's like this fun sort of challenge, that's, uh, mm. that's a good time. But I am constantly like just every, every time I go back and start redoing these, I have new favorites all the time. From this, I'm really excited to have a lot of people that maybe didn't get as much play as other people. I think when David and I decided to do this book, we wanted to include people like Danny Sotomayor and Shavela Vargas and Lee Bowery and a lot of people that aren't just the usual suspects kind of thing. And we also, I also wanted to, I wanted to have everyone be posthumous. That was the other thing I wanted them. I wanted them all to be kind of historic. I really liked doing the bio of Danny Sotomayor, who is in this book, who was a friend of mine. And he was an AIDS activist here in Chicago, worked with ACT UP. He did a lot of their graphics that they used to raise money. And then also he was uh, the uh, nationally syndicated political cartoonist during the AIDS years. So his cartoons, there's dozens of these cartoons that basically are a political critique of all aspects of being a person with AIDS or living with HIV or maneuvering the system Mm -hmm. with that. Personally, the people I'm always inspired by are, I really am inspired by people who blend their art with activism. I like that a lot. 
that gets me a lot because there's usually so much passion behind it. Like so many, so many. Ronaldo Arenas, Danny Sotomayor, who I just mentioned. So much courage by so many people. A lot of them to basically live their lives at the time they did, you know? And I mean, the arts were very, historically, are usually more open. And even then, it's... Well, and I, I don't think it's possible for someone from like my generation to even fully understand what it was like to live through the AIDS epidemic. That was the, the, the way that the community was treated at that time and the, the fear is no matter how many times I read about it, I'm still shocked by it. It still feels like something that I can't even fully understand. Yeah, truthfully, I don't think, I don't think that a lot of people who live through it can really understand it in some ways. It's, it was sort of a, the best way I can describe it is like it would be if COVID only affected certain people and nobody else cared and, and basically there was like no funding for it or anything like that. And, and not only that, but there was this leeway too to almost make it like it was, it was acceptable to have it be part of humor, like on late night, you know, and I mean, really it's things like that. So it, I think the thing that it did was that it really solidified the community, brought the community together, made us realize that nobody hands us anything. We have to fight for what we get just because gay liberation has happened, has not changed a lot of things in some ways. And I think Today, that's what scares a lot of older LGBTQ people with the don't say gay bill. It's not trying to put somebody back in the closet or let keep them in the closet. It's putting them back on the closet and it's putting a padlock on the closet. It's, it's terrifying. To be an older person to an older LGBTQ person, it also is really like, it makes you feel like you've like you've let the future down in a way too. Cause you're just like, mm. wow, that's where it is. You know what I mean? Where I'm sure there's so many other groups that feel the same way. I'm sure. But it's just the sort of thing where anyway, I didn't mean to bring the conversation. No, down. no, I don't. I don't think you're letting anyone go, down. Go, go. <laughs> I think this, this book is a celebration this collaboration is a celebration and yes. it's mm-hmm. it's really exciting and beautiful to see. Is this your first book? No, I've done several books. I've done a lot of fiction, nonfiction. I've done a lot of LGBTQ history. My focus on my LGBTQ history outside of the Legacy Project has always been more fragile history, meaning the history that's in people's memories. So I tend to do like Okay. I've like, like I'm, I'm working on one for a while now about the Belmont Rocks, which was a queer space here in Chicago from mm. probably the early 1960s through the time they were demolished in 2003. And it's the site recently, it's been um, the ribbon cutting was in June for AIDS Garden Chicago and the oh, site wow. of the Belmont Rocks. But I like a lot of that history that has a real risk of sort of slipping through the cracks. And the important thing with that is that it's not only the history that's being lost, it's the whole lifestyle that's being lost too. It's, it's just like going back to the, to 
AIDS again. It's it's part of it is showing that this world and these people who were part of this world were more than like an AIDS statistic. You know, it's that there was like this whole vibrant world and these people were a lot more than just tragic. So that's been a big part of it, of my historic focus has been sort of to, to celebrate the history, the oral history that's in people's memories, that's not headline making, that's just going to kind of could easily slip through the cracks. So that would be your next one that you're putting out is the Belmont Rocks one? I've been trying to do right now. I have a Facebook page that's called a place for us LGBTQ life at the Belmont rocks. And that's kind of a repository now for all the pictures and different stories. The problem is this place was such a visual celebration that these pictures have to be in color, which publishing wise is like, you know, here's my gift to the community. It's a $300 book. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. So now I'm working on tiptoeing through that grant territory, whatever, kind of trying to figure out, because it's, it seems like something that could easily happen that way. I just am not that familiar with it. So if anyone listening um, has a chunk of change that they want to drop on a really important project, uh, to, to to keep history alive, to, (laughs) to help people remember where they came from, to make sure that these things aren't lost, you know, uh, maybe give Owen a call (laughs) (laughs) or, or at least help him work through some grants, you know, anything. (laughs) (laughs) Or fill out the grant for me. (laughs) There you go. Yeah. (laughs) That's my stumbling block. Any grant writers out there want to want to jump in? That's great. So if these if these wealthy investors and grant writers want to get in touch with you, uh, where can uh, they find you on the internet? I'm on Facebook, Owen Keenan on Facebook. I'm Owen Keenan on Instagram. Instagram actually has a lot of my history work that isn't book oriented, but this the book with David sort of just all that sort of just picking up now. So. That's exciting. But the my history work really coincides with the LGBTQ plus icons in the arts and that I really want to show that history is fun. And David's portraits work so well with that because it's just, it's this great thing we can celebrate. You know, it's this great thing we should be proud of. And, uh, and I just... I just hate that it's seen as something that's not fun or exciting. Well, anyone who's seen this book knows that it's fun because there's nothing, there's no other word I can use to describe those portraits. I fun. fun. Yeah. So if you are out there listening and not watching the, the video version of this, definitely go check out this book. If you did see the video version, you've probably already gone to check out the book because as soon as he held it up, you wanted more. So Great. Go buy the book. Make sure Owen and David get lots of of love for this book so we can see more work like this in the world. It's so needed. And as someone who's... Oh, can I say one more thing? Yes. Someone who's a longtime independent bookstore worker, can I just say, independent bookstores have your back, so please support them. Yes. Yes. Go to your local indie and order three copies and then hand out two to your friends. (laughs) 
<laughs> Thank you so much for being here, Owen. Uh, it was a pleasure talking to you, and I hope everyone goes out and buys your book right now. Thank you so much for having me on. Have a nice night.